0: So what have we been talking about the past couple weeks? Anyone remember? The Holy Ghost. Ashley's been listening. Ashley's been paying attention. What have we been talking about the past couple weeks? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. That's right. We've been really feeling it on our heart, really been feeling it us to really talk to you guys about the Holy Spirit, get you guys to understand who He is, so that way you guys can fully grasp and really take a hold of Him and who He's supposed to be for your life. The Holy Spirit is necessary. The Holy Spirit is vital, and the Holy Spirit is still a, a a a person of the Godhead today. Amen. I believe that right now, for whatever reason, people are just so like weirded out by the phrase Holy Spirit, and everyone's like, oh, "Don't say that. I don't talk about the Holy Spirit." You know, it shouldn't be like taboo or weird, like the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is a is a part of the Trinity. He's, the, he's part of God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. They're in tandem. They, they are one and the same. They are working together. They're, they are one and separate, but equal. And they're so beautiful and they're amazing. They work together and they are so necessary for your life because they all play a specific role to help you in your walk as a Christian. Amen? So I believe that we are all supposed to be in relationship with the Holy Spirit. A couple weeks ago, I did a sermon called, I've got the ghost and the ghost has me. You guys remember that? Yeah. So I want you to say, I've got the ghost and the ghost has me. So we're going to be kind of jumping off and continuing in that vein tonight over in the book of John 14. I'm actually going to start a couple verses ahead because I didn't realize that it said this because tonight we're going to be talking about the ghost, the Holy Ghost provides a power for your life that is necessary in your walk with God. The Holy Spirit can give you power and dominion in your life. The Holy Spirit can give you authority in your life. The Holy Spirit can give you special abilities in your life so that way you can be successful in your walk with Him. Amen? So what's really cool over here in John 14, 12, verses Uh, 12 through 18 out of Amplified Classic, it says, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will himself be able to do the things that I do. This is Jesus talking right here. And he says, he will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. So Jesus is saying, because you believe in me, because you know me, Know this, that when I leave and when I, it's necessary that I go to the Father because he's about to talk about how he's gonna send the Holy Spirit so that way you can do the same things that he can do. It says, and I will do, I myself will grant whatever you ask in my name as presenting all that I am so that the Father may be glorified and extolled through the Son. Yes, I will grant, I myself will do for you whatever you shall ask in my name as presenting all that I am. If you really love me, you will keep, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby that he remain with you forever. The Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, whom the world cannot receive, welcome, take to its heart because it does not see him or know and recognize him. But you know. Say, I know. Say, I know. Say, I know and recognize him for he lives within you constantly and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, helpless. I will come back to you. Let's pray real fast. Father God, I just thank you so much right now for the Holy Spirit. I thank you that as we dig deep into this message tonight, Father God, you will reveal how important it is to have his power in our life, how important it is that we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, how important it is that we are led and guided by the Holy Spirit, how important it is that we make him a necessary part of our lives. We thank you for it, God. Encourage us, inspire us, and equip us with this word tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. It's so interesting because a couple weeks ago, you know, we, we broke out in the verse where, you know, I, I was really like hitting hard on the, if you really love me, you will keep and obey my commands. And, and that's really a whole big section of it because the big section of you keep my commands, the commands that, that Jesus says is the ultimate commandments. Love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. But what's cool is that if you go a couple of verses up, which I didn't read the last time I did this, like, I don't, I don't know why I didn't do it. It just didn't happen. You know, it's just revelation, I guess, or whatever. Maybe just, you just weren't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. Who knows? But it says that over here in verse 12, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he himself will be able to do the things that I do and we'll do even greater things than these because i go to the father. Jesus was the embodiment of a perfect human being being in perfect relationship with God, being able to do perfectly what God wants us to do. Right? So how crazy is it that Jesus is basically saying like, "Yo, if i go and i send the holy spirit you too," will be able to love God like I do. You'll be able to love people like I do, and even on a greater scale than I can. But it is only possible through the help of the Holy Spirit. Jesus did some pretty crazy things, guys. He healed the sick. He, he, he made the blind people see. He, he helped the oppressed be unoppressed. He made sure that cultural stupid situations were over, like just knocked it out of the way and said, I don't care that she's a Samaritan woman. I'm going to talk to her anyway because she needs what I have as well. He didn't care about the ways that the world saw things. He just knew that they were people and that God wanted their love for them too. And he always did whatever he could to make sure that they received his love. He always did whatever he could to make sure they received God's love. And so we, as people, as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, we too should strive to do what Jesus did, right? And if Jesus was led by the Spirit after his baptism into the wilderness, meaning he, he was led out into the world by the Spirit, means that he needed the Spirit. He, he utilized the Spirit. He understood that the Holy Spirit is going to help Jesus. The perfect one wanted help from the Holy—the perfect guy needed help. We need help, guys, right? I have a really stupid clip. I just, I just really thought it was funny, and so uh, you can go ahead and show the first one. I just thought— I'll explain in a second. It's just, I, I, for whatever reason, when I kept thinking about this, kept thinking about wind and how powerful wind is. You don't see wind, but wind is very real. And there are strong effects of wind. I don't know where this is. There was like a hurricane about to come. And so there are strong winds in this place. And so people, as they're just trying to walk across the street, the wind is not allowing them to go. They have to fight with all of their might just to get across the street. And this girl just got knocked even back. <laughs> it's so crazy, this poor guy. And that guy at the camera is just taking pictures the whole time, not even trying to help him out. Nick, if you click it again from the beginning, because I did see something very interesting. So at the very beginning, this girl's trying really hard. And then these people right here, they're just flying right by. They're just going with it, they're just going, it's crazy. Like they're not having any trouble at all. So if you go ahead and pause that real fast. So we as believers, when we are trying to not utilize the Holy Spirit, when we are trying not to have him as a part of our lives, it can be quite difficult to do what we're supposed to do. We're just simply trying to get to cross the street. But if we're not walking in line with him. We're not walking in his ways and what he calls us to do. We're working out of our own thoughts. We're working out of our own desires, our own intuitions, and it makes it a little bit difficult. But if we were just to let go like those other couple people did, and they just went with the wind, how much easier is it to get where they need to go? How much easier is it to do what you got to do if you're going along with the wind? So if we are going along, if you can bring the lights up just a little bit. I feel like I'm in like a theater right now. This is there you go. There's your faces. Hello. Uh, I, <laughs> there was another clip. I feel like I can't move on without showing it to you just because it's funny. Just just play the clip real quick, real quick. It's, this is just extra for you. A four year old happily skips to her front door. You can see the wind blowing her blonde hair. Then this happens. It's heart stopping. Just video. taken away by the wind. <laughs> four year old Madison Gardner from Lynn First, Ohio. Oh, uh, so opens good. Her screen door, Men went on the ride of her little All right, you can, talk, you can stop it now. And she's still there to this day, still stuck on the door. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That was just that was just a little extra. I was trying to find really cool clips of people just being, like, overtaken by the wind. There's a lot of, like, really, like, bad ones out there. And I just felt bad for these people, so I couldn't use those. And then there was some that was, like, dirty because it's like, oh, watch the wind blow up this skirt of this lady. And it's like, why is that on YouTube? That's gross. That's weird. Like, <laughs> we don't need to watch that right now. But anyway, so... As I was saying, if we are trying to go against or not utilize the Holy Spirit, we don't have much control. We don't have much power in our life because we're wanting to do what we want to do. But if we give ourselves over to what God wants, we give ourselves over to what the Spirit wants, it makes our walk with Him so much simpler, so much more clear. Because this is what it says about the Holy Spirit. I read these definitions to you last time or these descriptors of them, but it says that he's a comforter, a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, a standby. How much harder is it to walk through life without someone that's supposed to comfort you? How much harder is it supposed to walk through life without having someone to help you, to intercede for you, to advocate for you, to be your strength, to be on standby when something does go awry? Why would we want to walk without that? Why would we want to walk without that power? So it says over here in Luke chapter 11, verse nine through 13 out of the Amplified Classic, it says, so I say unto you, ask and keep on asking and it shall be given unto you keep and keep on seeking and you shall find knock and keep on knocking and the door shall be open to you for everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives and he who seeks and keeps on seeking finds and to him who knocks and keeps on knocking the door shall be open to you i was thinking about this today as i was reading this i was thinking about how like i don't answer my door when people knock on it (laughs) Like, does anyone answer the door when the when the, someone knocks on the door anymore? Like, if you don't know that someone's coming to your house, like, you can answer that door. Bella's like, I answer that door because I like to make people feel uncomfortable. That's why she answers the door. So I get it. I understand that. But, you know, to me, it's like, I'm not going to answer that door. Do I, am I expecting you? Are you supposed to be there? No, don't, I, don't knock on my door. Don't ring my doorbell. We even have a little sign that says, children may be sleeping. Please don't ring the doorbell. They're not sleeping anymore, guys. They're not sleeping anymore. It's fine. It's not even that. T- but they still ring the doorbell because they're UPS. They want to make sure that they know that their package was received or whatever. But what's interesting is that if someone was at my door and they knocked once and I didn't answer it, and then maybe they came back and knocked again, And I didn't answer it. And then they knocked again. One of two things would happen. I would either open the door and be like, what the heck do you want, man? Why you keep knocking on my door? Or I'd probably call the police, be like, get off my, my, my door here. You know what I mean? Like the person that really wants what's behind the door keeps knocking. The one that really wants what's inside the house keeps knocking. So the one, the Christian that really wants God, what he has to offer should keep knocking at his door. Because if we read further down, it says, What father among you, if his son asks for loaf of bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him, uh, instead of a fish, would he give him a serpent? If he asks for an egg, would he give him a scorpion? That if you, evil as you are, because we're not really good, because God is the only good one, how do you give good gifts? Gifts that are to their advantage, to your children. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask and continue to ask? We have to ask for the Holy Spirit's power in our life. We have to ask. You see, when we get saved, when we get born again, the Holy Spirit does dwell within us and he seals us in his heart, but then we've got to come to a place and we've got to make a decision that says, hey, I want more than just being saved. I want to be filled with the Spirit. I want to be baptized by the Spirit. What does baptized mean? It means to be fully immersed You know, John was saying, like, hey, I'm going to baptize you in water, but Jesus, he's going to come. He's going to baptize you by the Spirit. And Jesus even told the disciples in Acts 1, he was like, I want you to go to this room. I want you to go and pray. I want you to knock on this door because the Holy Spirit's coming, and he's going to fill you. And so we as believers, we've got to get to that place where we're saying, look, Being saved is not not enough. I need to be filled. I need to be being filled. I need to constantly ask, not just be filled once, but I wanna be filled again and again and again and again so I can constantly have this power available in my life. Amen? God is so good, guys. And what's amazing is he says, he will just freely give it to us. He will freely give it to you. So, we gotta seek after it. We gotta want it. We gotta desire it. If you really, really want to be successful in your walk with God, if you really, really want God's power in your life, you gotta seek it. If you really want deliverance, you gotta seek it. Psalms 34:4, it says, I sought the Lord, he answered me, and he delivered me from all my fears. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, we talk about this all the time. It says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me, and I will be found by you. I will end your captivity and restore your fortune. I will gather you out of nations where I sent you, and I will bring you home again to your own land. Jesus is saying here, God is saying here, the Holy Spirit is saying here, is if you want to be successful in your plans, if you want to be successful in these plans that I have for you, these plans that are for good and for hope and a wonderful future, you've got to seek after me. You've got to utilize your relationship with the Holy Spirit. you got to go further than just being saved. Because saved is great and saved is awesome and that's wonderful, that's amazing, but the Holy Spirit is meant to help you. It's meant to guide you, meant to lead you. want his goodness do you want to be comforted do you want a helper do you want a guide do you want the spirit of truth when you don't know what's true around you you know john 14 6 or john 14 26 it says it brings it back out it says comforter counselor helper intercessor advocate strengthener stand by the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name in my place to represent me and act on my behalf he will teach you things he will cause you to recall remind you and bring to your remembrance everything that i've told you we're supposed to do what jesus does and greater but we can't do that without the holy spirit we can't do that without his power in our lives if you want to be more than just a Jesus follower, then you got to seek after the Holy Spirit so you can be a Jesus doer. <laughs> so that's what you're meant to be. You're meant to be someone that, that does the work of Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm tired of seeing people that, that say they're Christians but don't do the work of Jesus Christ. They don't do what Jesus says. You know, it says that, we talked about it last week in Galatians 5, but you know, when you follow the Holy Spirit, when you seek after the Holy Spirit, when, when you utilize that relationship with Him, you, then you will see the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Then you will see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. These are the things that, that Jesus walked in. These are the things that, that describe Jesus, because He is love. 1 John 4, 13 through 16, it says, and God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes. Now we testify that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. All who declare Jesus as the son of God have God living in him and they live in God. We know how much God loves us. We have to put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. Your life should be proof that you let the Spirit dictate your actions. Your life should be proof that the Spirit is working within you. Does your fruit represent love? Does your fruit represent self-control? Does your fruit represent kindness? Does your fruit represent goodness? Those are the things that are gonna lead people into Jesus Christ's arms. Those are the things that are gonna lead people to a better living, to godly living, to understanding that there's so much more than just salvation. You know, Jesus died, I say it all the time, that John ten ten, to give us an abundant life. And there's so much power in abundance, there's so much grace and abundance. There's so much wonder and abundance. God wants you to walk freely, to be confident in who you are, to walk in authority, and all that can be done with the help of the Holy Spirit. And so right now, I just, I feel impressed to, to take a small pause here. I don't don't know how, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit for a long time because we really want to make sure that you guys fully understand this, fully grasp this, and are fully ready to take this next step in God. Because there's so much more. There's so much more. You know, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about all the spiritual gifts and all the things that speaking in tongues and healing people and interpretation and the list goes on and there's there's all those things as well and those things are great but the ultimate benefit of those is to to help people because that's what it says in 1 Corinthians 12. It's all meant to help people. It's not meant to glorify yourself of like, oh, look at me. Look at look at how many weird tongues I can say in 30 seconds. You know, it's, it's meant I'm supposed to help edify and exalt and, and, and show Jesus to people. But I want you guys to understand that there's so much more. And, and God loves you so much more. And there's this, this power that is available through the help of the Holy Spirit, and he wants it for your life. And it's freely available for you if you'll just receive it. Amen.